Hey everybody and welcome back to the Goofy Blonde Plant-Based Podcast. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you've been with us for a little while, welcome back. We've got a great episode for you today, so hang on, sit back, and enjoy it. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Goofy Blonde Plant-Based Podcast. This is Lisa, your host. Today, my guest is none other than the amazing Stevie Richards, professional wrestler, content creator, influencer, and founder and owner of Stevie Richards Fitness, home of the 12 and 16 week resistance band training programs, which I've had tremendous success with, as have many other people. Stevie hosts several podcasts each week, so we're really lucky to get him uh, for 30 minutes of his time. So as they say, there is no time to muck around. Please join me welcoming Stevie Richards. Hello. How are you? Uh, Thank you for that uh, very nice introduction. I might have to do a few corrections. First of all, I don't consider myself an influencer. That's a that's nails on a chalkboard in this in this day and age. (laughs) I'm the anti-influencer, if anything. I like showing off my my uh, paid off 2006 Honda Accord and my my um, old Nike clearance sneakers with holes in them. I, I'm very much an anti-influencer, but I try I try my best to bring a real uh, approach to content and also the programs. I make sure hopefully uh, that they're affordable and accessible to everybody. That was the mission statement. And you're you know with your two brands going from War- Woman Warrior Fitness to now Goofy Blonde Chef, uh, the mission statement is sometimes the only thing that keeps you going very very true <laughs> but um you know i have to say that that your programs you know literally changed my life i mean there's there's no question um i was brought up to believe that you know fitness had to had to be really painful you had to kill yourself in every workout and um you know i have to thank you for teaching me that that wasn't really the case and you know using resistance bands you didn't have to build a home gym but um you obviously (laughs) you did (laughs) and i'm doing it now too yeah the the thing with that is that you you were uh, you know obviously one of my top three successful clients not because of even the programs but to have something like a fitness brand see the fitness stuff is a lot like the wrestling it's very much a protector spot you know, teach everybody what they can know, but out of everything you know. And I took the opposite approach that my whole thing was there's plenty of room in the space for everybody because everybody has a different and unique story. And when you created the Woman Warrior Fitness brand and then you wanted a goofy blind chef to give the inspiration for you, not to say, oh, I can do it better than him. And if you could, that's great too. But <laughs> to say, I'm at a point now where I can tell my story and help other people out. And you know, I was definitely on board with that. I'm on board with anybody who's ever done the programs or participated in that to, to do that. I, I make no secrets about my workflows and the technology part. And I show people how I do everything. Uh, and then that's what I can always hold. If you do the programs, that's great. If you get fit. But then if you say, I need more than this, this is just a springboard. That's exactly my place where I'm very happy in the universe and in the, in the fitness landscape, because everybody's eventually going to get hurt and go back to the bands anyway. So of course. <laughs> I know that from experience. <laughs> I've done it, you know, several times as well. You know, you go back to the crazy, you know, CrossFit style workouts and you go, you know what? 
there's a reason. There's a reason those bands are really, really good. <laughs> so today, though, I, you know, you, you sort of um, very wisely don't give a lot of nutrition advice with the programs because it, it is not one size fits all, as we know. But you're obviously in phenomenal shape. Um, a lot of people, a lot of guys would kill or die to look like you. That's all Photoshop. <laughs> would you stop? <laughs> We know that's not true. Um, and a lot of women, you know, would kill or die to be the female version of in shape like you. So, and we know that nutrition is, you know, a big part of that. So I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about your journey with nutrition, the different things you've tried and how that's evolved over the course of your career and your life. So, um, well, it's going to take longer than 30 minutes for the episode. So if you have the time, I'm more than willing to, to go past the 30 minute mark. And also, I, I believe a big, um, a big factor in this is my wife in this journey, this current kind of trying to figure it out. And they're like, my God, I have read your bio and you're almost 49 years old and you don't have it figured out yet. <laughs> not even close, not even close. So, you know, if she has the time to come in, she was a big factor and actually in a lot of ways protecting me from myself. And that's kind of going, we're going to mm -hmm. revisit that. But in the beginning, the thing that, the thing that prompted me to get my diet straight was, you know, the fact my job was on the line. I, I was at the height of supposed height of my wrestling career in 2000. And in some ways, it's like really weird how the inverse happened because I got in the worst shape of my life because I put a shirt and a tie on and <laughs> yeah. went up to 262 pounds, 44 inch waist. But because I was on top of WWE as one of their top heels, bad guys, I, I kind of had that excuse mentality, that content mentality, all these things like, because how can I be so successful if I'm doing things wrong? Yeah. Then one day someone came up to me and this is the thing about, I think in life and social media and stuff like that, people will troll and do things when they don't, they shouldn't. But in, yeah. in the other respect, people aren't real with each other and say, Hey, you're getting a little heavy or you're getting soft or you're not as vascular as you used to be. Or, Are you eating or like these real moments to get people accountable for what they're doing? Somebody just came up to me on a passing thing and said, my God, you're getting fat. They didn't mean it like they were trying <laughs> to get in my head or anything. It was just an observation in passing. And at first, you don't like to hear it. And of you're course like, not. how dare this person say that? How can they say that? I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I didn't say it, but you know, you think my spot in, in the company and their spot, how can they say that to me? And then right. three or four or five weeks later, I'm like, oh my God, thank God they said that. And it might mm -hmm. not even be that. I think it might have been three or four or five months it finally hit me. And then I kind of went the other way. And this is where my wife will come in. She's sitting down off camera, but she'll, she'll come in because now I, you know, it used to be like, Oh, it's only five pounds, 10 pounds, 15, 20. A lot of people think that way. Yeah. And that instantly became an extra 62, 72 pounds from my normal weight. And now it's like, you know, I, I can't let myself go five pounds. I can't yeah. let myself fluctuate. I have to be super strict. Um, and that's what instilled it in me, you know, to, to kind of go the other way. I went down to 192 pounds, which people would say, well, that's not very healthy. Or what did you do? What did you take to do that? No, I just drank ISO pure shakes. I kept my carbs at zero. I was wrestling all day. 
in a developmental territory while doing an hour of cardio in the morning, hour of cardio at night. Once again, not great for your adrenals, not great. <laughs> I paid the price down the road, but I needed to get that to keep my job and also hopefully make the money. There was so much more involved then. I just need to get in shape so I can look better in a vanity. My entire livelihood was on the line. So it might sure. be strange to people to hear that. No, I don't think so. Um, was there somebody advising you on, on that, that method at that point nutritionally? Or is that just you came up with that on your own? No, no, because wrestling, and back then there wasn't the availability of, this isn't going to age me right now. You know, I'm talking about 2001, 2002. Uh, people, you know, the internet was just getting started, but there wasn't the availability of any apps or anything like that. The iPhone wasn't even created yet. So that's how right. long ago this was. And as I, as I look back, it's like, no, I did ask people who are in better shape than me. I always made sure when people are better at me than some in something or anything, I would ask them and try to get the knowledge. But in wrestling, nobody's going to give the secrets away. And that, that's what's the basis of what we talked about in the beginning of me wanting to pass all the knowledge to other people. Sure. Uh, so I figured it out on my own. I became my own, uh, my best ally and my worst enemy at the same time <laughs> in regards to trying to do this and just being so obsessive about it. Well, I mean, and, and you accomplished it and, and you've stayed in that kind of shape all these years, which is a, a testament to you. Um, hi, Christy. Yeah. One, other thing too is, <laughs> one other thing too is about that is people are probably realizing this in 2020, but I knew this way, way back in the day in the wrestling business. My workouts and my diet were the only two things I truly con could control in my life. And really the only two things that you get 100% out of what you put into it. And today people are realizing, wow, we don't have very much control of anything, but those two things you can control. Absolutely. And I, I remember that. I hear your voice saying that in my head whenever I get, you know, too obsessive or, you know, too, too crazy with this whole thing too. Cause you know how I am. I'm this, you know, I'm, I lost the weight. I'm terrified of gaining it back. Um, you know, so, and, and it gets harder each year. As you know, so. Yeah. But, but that keeps us going, keeps it everybody does. going. As you get older, you can look at it like uh, it'll get boring or I can make the adjustments each and every year. And, you know, there's another, there's another thing. I don't even quite understand all the, the chemical makeup or the scientific stuff or anything like that, but by composition, like you talk about weight, many people have to get off the scale and just look in the mirror. If you get more muscular, if you're looking better, if your clothes are getting looser, why do you need to even, why do you need a number after that? You don't, you absolutely don't. And that's, that's also great advice, you know? Um, and so many of the plans today are like, you know, just throw your scale away, you know, just go by the tape measure and how your clothes fit and how you feel. So yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. So, okay. You, you got in the shape you know, you, and you stayed like that for the rest of your, your professional wrestling career. I mean, you're still a professional wrestler, obviously, but um, <laughs> you That's say you're semi, semi, semi-retired maybe. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, then, then you, you got into like the bodybuilding aspect of fitness and um, did your, did your nutrition change at any point along those lines? 
Uh, first off, I did go through the roller coaster everybody goes through. There have been times where I haven't been in shape due to, or haven't been in better shape due, due to injury or due to, you know, personal circumstances, stress. Cortisol is a very real thing. I know that much about chemistry. Sure. When you're stressed, your cortisol, it doesn't matter if you diet or work out. So let people know if you're beating yourself up, look at your life and how stress is affecting you, lack of sleep. Those two things alone, no matter how much you eat uh, right or train right, it'll it'll definitely have an effect. My, my journey with, with uh, eating is a long and complicated one because everything, the information seems to always be changing. It does. So it's kind of leveled out now that I'm at the age I'm at and I'm trying to figure it out. But, but you know, it's always been high protein, low carb, then low, low fat or high, uh, high protein, high fat, low carb, high protein, <laughs> high carbs, but good carbs, <laughs> low fat. You, these macros and the way you can switch, switch them are very um, complex. There's one guy I really like, and I kind of stuck to his thing, uh, is Jeff Cavalier with Athlean X. Mm-hmm. who is very simply like on all, you know, eat your food, drink your shakes, but don't give in to the fads. And this is a guy who I think has eaten the same exact way for pretty much forever. So when I look at the way he divvies up his macros, it's very like the word is attainable. You know, sure. you can diet and say, I want to go on this 21 day fix. I want this 90 day workout and this and that. And that's all good for your mental thing. But you've really sometimes have to look at the lifelong uh, aspect of everything and say, how do I, how, is this something I'll eat a year or two or three from now, or am I going to just keep bouncing back and forth between this? It's, it's hard to say, because like you said, I, I, I don't claim to be a nutritionist or a specialist and I don't offer nutrition on, uh, Stevie Richards fitness. My whole thing is just based on what I'm experimenting with and how my wife keeps me from getting <laughs> obsessive about it. Which, because it's true. Which is we great. were both on, I mean, we could probably start off with most recently, the most recent fad diet that I did was the keto diet. Right. And I stuck to that for a while. And you had done that too. But, but you know, when she comes back in, we'll talk, uh, you know, it, it was tough because I was getting results. I was feeling better because I have a ton of food sensitivities that I haven't even been tested for yet. Sure. So there's a whole bunch of different aspects. Now, here's an interesting thing about that. Just touching on it for a second. If my food sensitivity or my sleep uh, problems, because I do have some insomnia, I do have trouble falling asleep, I have very weird issues that might come from the earlier diets with my, I might have adrenal fatigue, I might sure. have all sorts of met- yep. metabolic issues, and also from traveling 300 days a year in different time zones, am I starting to pay the price? There's, it's fascinating. People be like, oh my God, it's so much. But for me to look at my own body like a, a, a lab experiment to say, <laughs> how in the world did my, what's going on with this? You know, and it could be from all the years of wrestling and travel and, and tons of shakes and no carbs while I'm wrestling and doing cardio. And I could be, I could have to make some serious adjustments to see, but I find that to be like I said, fascinating and motivating. Now I'm going to unmute my wife. <laughs> we're talking about the keto diet. And we're talking about my, no, I'm the, how about now? Oh, <laughs> hold on a second. We're live. We're live. We're just making some audio adjustments. I hear you. 
Hi. Sorry about that. <laughs> He's Hi, like, Christy. I'll have you ready just in case you're going to talk. Except for your husband. Except for. <laughs> Hi. A little important. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Doing Long time well. to speak. I know. Oh, my gosh. This is becoming a regular thing. It's a little. Um, I know. <laughs> it's all good. We're talking about so your. I'm going to. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say we're going to talk about Christy's favorite subject, your diet. <laughs> Well, the thing is that, you know, I had no, in a way with, with the diet and with my workouts and with even wrestling, I didn't get married or, or didn't really get involved in anything because, you know, I was on the road all the time. And also I didn't, I needed my own voice to guide me, whether for good or bad, I needed, I needed to eliminate any outside noise. But after getting married and realized what hell insane I am. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Christy helps me with that. The keto diet was something that I want you to speak on because you, you had given me some, some latitude with that for mm -hmm. a certain amount of checkups or blood tests. So I want you to go through that because I tend to, to miss that because I feel like. Well, I'm did you give the backstory of how, I don't want to say obsessive, but. Yes, I think I did. Obsessive. <laughs> Mm -hmm. well, so, obsessive for a reason back in the day with wrestling I needed to be obsessive in order to my <laughs> my livelihood was literally on the line my job was on the line yeah. and I I needed to do something so I took drastic measures I didn't take steroids or growth hormone I want people to know that I've been clean I'm one of the few I was actually the man who established the drug testing curve in WWE <laughs> to keep them, keep them good with the I think your drug is cardio. Yes. I, if you had a drug, that would be it. So I think yeah. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you tend to um, look into, you, you will research things like different diets. Like you've looked up the carnivore diet and things like that. Um, and when you came to me with keto, I want to say it was fairly new, right? It well, wasn't. you gave me more of a chance with keto than carnivore. Yeah, no, oh, the carnivore yeah. diet was like, nah. But I think you brought that up after keto, so we'll start there. So you had said, you know, I think I have some food, you know, sensitivities with carbs and things like that. So I would really like to look into the keto diet, which is focus on fats, really low carbs, uh, your proteins, things like that. It's just a new, a new era version of the Atkins diet. In exactly. A way, right. Well, of course, me being me, I have to go and research everything. Of course. <laughs> so you, you see, you know, you, you have those that it worked really well for, and then you have those who kind of, I don't want to say you didn't follow it at first properly. I'm going to say that. <laughs> and we'll get into that. But, uh, and then you have those that it doesn't work for. And so some of the things that I was, I was looking for was not so much like the keto flu and things like that. I knew he'd recover from that. Um, it was the blood work, the cholesterol, all of the bad things that I was going to keep an eye on. And he did tell me, we have to wait past six months, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> be, do you uh, see I the smirk? I do. Now, I see I the smirk. So he said, you know, it might be a little off up to mm. six months, but after that, it'll level out. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, let, let's, I'm not going to do it, but you do it. <laughs> so here's where the problem started. I get home from work and the the fridge is stocked with like bacon and oh, yeah. cheese and I, I wouldn't say all of the good fats. Yes, the butter, 
uh, you did have a few avocados in there, but you found that even doing those in, you know, excessive amounts kind of threw you, threw you off a little bit, right? Oh, I woke up with intense stomach cramps. <laughs> like I felt wow. like I'd been punched in the stomach from, and then I found out if you eat too much avocado, it will have that, it, it just feels like your sternum or your solar plexus is just, I don't know what it was. It wasn't yeah. like a stomach huh. flu or anything like it was literally just pain from too much pain. avocado. Mm -hmm. So I'm oh not my sure. gosh. That's yeah. crazy. So the whole the whole thing was going still been worth it if I could have got leaner. <laughs> oh my God. So why don't you we'll, we'll fast forward to six months after bacon, cheese, and butter and uh we, we got our blood work taken, right? Yeah, we have we had one set of blood work done for the annual checkup with with your job and um and it was it wasn't great. The LDL was very high, and your mom's a nurse, so you immediately I was getting ganged up on by everybody. <laughs> that it was bad. I think you gave it one more uh, because I had blood work three months later yeah. for wrestling, and then it was even higher. And I, I yeah. was dead no, the we um we actually gave it another. I think it was about another six months, five five six months. It was a prolonged period. And yeah, like you said, it, it got even worse. And I think at that point, I was like, no, like, you know, I'm, I don't want to say, okay, I'm going <laughs> to say this. When I say at your age, like, I don't mean, please don't take that wrong. But there are just certain things I think for, for body types and metabolisms and things like that. And I will say, like, I have seen people do the keto diet and they are wonderful at it. They've had some great results. The way he was doing the keto diet wasn't giving him stellar results. Well, there was, but there was people, and, and Lisa has researched it and done the keto diet for a while. There were people that had that exact formula of, you know, the whole, I was eating whole eggs. I was having bacon, but it wasn't like seven times a day. I was still doing intermittent fasting, which could be a big proponent of why it worked for a while. Yes. Um, the cheeses were with the omelets. There's, there's combinations of things. I wasn't loading up and just eating a pound of cheese a day um, and then incorporating nuts and other things. Uh, MCT oil was mm -hmm. something. So there could have been a lot of elements that, that helped it. But then because of my food sensitivity, I yeah. think that's why it was triggering my blood work. That's the one thing, Lisa, that we haven't officially, and we're probably going to order one off Amazon, we haven't officially done a food sensitivity test to see exactly what happens. Like, and then you get into the fear of, just to skip ahead, you get into the fear, at least me, of you're so scared of eating anything because of the bloating and you're scared to eat at a certain time, you tend to not eat enough. That's true. This is, this is turning. People are like, this guy's freaking insane. What is going on with him? <laughs> Or your you know, wife tells you, what did you eat today? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're lucky to have Christy. You know, you gave it six months. I did it for three years. So, you know, and my blood work was consistently getting worse each mm. year, but I was losing weight. And I felt pretty good, you know, but at a certain point, I think I, I wound up in the hospital with AFib. <laughs> And then I said, you know, that may not directly be correlated to cholesterol, but I'm not taking any chances now. And my doctor said, okay, keto's got to go. So, you know, it took me three years. So um, you were lucky. <laughs> See, babe, I saved you a hospital bill. Yeah. Well, I've already had my heart attack, so I'm fine. <laughs> oh, that's Come right. On. <laughs> Early on. Yeah. That's oh, what dear. stress can do to you too. And stress and anxiety, you know, there's very much a mental 
emotional, even a spiritual aspect to, to working out and dieting as well. Um, that people need to realize there's a connection between all that stuff. It goes much deeper. What you, you are what you eat. You know, a yeah. lot of people say that all the time, but you are what you eat. That's kind of like that. We, we, we talked about the keto thing, Lisa, because now, you know, I, and we, I did promise my wife, I said, you know, with all this stuff and the carnivore diet made me feel amazing by the way. And I did lose weight in, in a very quick time, but I did realize too, not only the, because this is a plant-based podcast, so people are like, what the hell are we talking about meat more than anything? But doing all that, and then some switch flips in you, not only the fact of what what the you know the, the places are putting, how, how, how they're treating the meat post whatever they do to the actual animal isn't yeah. healthy. The things they pump into it, it are going to be, you know, and then the cancer rates for people that eat especially red meat, and then you you know you see my little turkey back here if you're watching. <laughs> uh, you, you look at your animals every day, and and the switch might not go off today or tomorrow or next month, but the switch goes off of. It just doesn't feel right all around. So my wife has been a vegetarian since you know your teens. Thirteen. She's been a vegetarian. Never pushed it on me. Never pushed any kind of veganism or vegetarian or plant based stuff. But you know I watch that, and then I see people that have converted over from meat, meat based diets to plant based diets and weight loss, youth, all this, like all these different side effects that look pretty good. Also, you're not involving yourself in the, in the slaughter of animals, at least not to the end of the consumer. And that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, it, you know, I think it's great. And it's, you know, very similar to how I got there as well. Um, you know, I'm <laughs> right now I'm doing a combination of vegan intermittent fasting and carb cycling. So the jury is still out. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a big part of me that still thinks that fat loss is all calorie restriction. And that's a, you know, the macros, yes, they will play into your body composition somewhat and how you feel. But I still think it's calorie deficit that's going to make you lose fat. So that's there's a lot of there's a lot to that too. Like I I know that I do a lot of cardio, and I'm starting to come around to the fact. Obviously, there's an emotional thing for me with cardio. Makes me feel good. It's almost like a high for me to do cardio and and know that if I'm ever this is the wrestler in me. If I'm ever in a situation where I have to work a match, the biggest fear I've had is being winded, being blown up, not being able to catch my breath to be able to be almost 50 years old and get in there with a 25 year old. And he's the one that's, that's, you know, gasping for air. There's a certain amount of ego involved with that too. But I do know it's strictly, unless you're doing the eight minute hit workouts and stuff that's going to really work, you know, that part in that heart rate zone, all steady state cardio can do over time is just burn your calories. And then as you do more, you're going to require more to do that. So it is, it is kind of a, it can be a downward spiral with that. Um, And obviously building muscle burns fat as well. So that's why the band program and for anybody listening, it was saying, this is super complicated. I don't know where to start. I, this is all so above my head. That's why I created the programs. That's why I created the videos on the site. They're super simple we get into the thing of just getting you to work, getting you to feel better, getting you to do something because doing something is better than nothing. 
and I explain things very simply, just very simply. So I'm not hitting you with all this stuff. If anything, what I'm doing is I've been accused of this. And when I, when I did the yoga classes, I baby people a lot. I really try to handhold them through everything. Well, as but, far as protecting them and making sure they're safe. And that's right. why I really, uh, it's tailored to beginners mostly for the band programs. But I, I, you know, I think that's so important for a lot of people who are uh, afraid to start, you know, I mean, and that's what was so great. You know, even, even, you know, when I met you in the yoga class that first time I was terrified, you know, I'd lost every bit of physical ability I'd had you know, from dancing. Um, and I think you have to, with certain people, you have to baby them and you have a way of seeing who needs that. And I think as a, you know, that's pretty remarkable. So. Yeah. Um, I just let people know, cause they, they, like I said, we, it's like technology. The, the fitness people can talk all these technical terms and over people's heads just to make themselves feel smart. We're just giving people a bunch of different information at once because I'm still trying to figure it out. You're a certified nutritionist. I'm still, you, you seem like you're still at least trying to figure out where you can go next. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a never ending thing. It is a never ending thing. And I want to keep learning and I want to keep growing and figuring out, you know, what is best. And, you know, no one solution is ever going to be right for everybody. You know, it really isn't, you know, just like keto worked for me for three years and then it didn't work anymore. So... <laughs> That's why I don't understand. The nutritionist has to be the hardest job in the world because age category, gender, uh, injuries, uh, maybe adrenal fatigue, someone that drinks and smokes, you know, and does all these things. And then you got to keep them accountable because just like working out, obviously I can tell right away if you're working out and eating right. Right. You can tell me all day long that you're, you're, you're doing what you should be doing. It's a pretty dry thing. Time and consistency with effort produces results. You don't put those things in. And that's why I think a lot of people don't like, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they'd like to put up the front on social media because it's something that you really can't hide behind a filter or do anything like that. No, nope, you can't. It's, um, you know, it's pretty obvious. Um, but yeah, so uh, what are you doing right now? Are you still juicing? Are you... Um, Fruits and vegetables. Yeah. We're we're adding we're adding juice. We're adding a lot mm -hmm. of juice to our to our diet. Not not too much because of course I was like, oh, juicing's good. So it's just like, and then my wife's like, look at all the sugar in this watermelon. That you're <laughs> uh, <laughs> go back to that obsessive. Oh, well, yeah. The juicing the juicing to an extent too was fascinating. The guy John Rose that I said you should probably try get him on your show. He actually yep. puts his number up on his YouTube videos. So he, he's somebody that's been. It's called a what's it called a solid food vacation. And then he calls it a juice feast. So it's much like not calorie restrictive. It's basically trying to get the juice in there to kind of like, um, cause of being a meat eater for so long that, that that was attractive to me too, because obviously, you know, the digestion of that is probably that some people say there's still stuff in your body from years of yeah. doing that. So that's his theory with that as well. Um, yeah, we bought a $95 juicer. It's still going strong. And, you know, to have the freshly squeezed orange juice out of a juicer is never bad, even never if you're bad. eating a breakfast and then <laughs> watermelon juice. And obviously there's benefits. Now I'll tell people right now, the, the, the fruit juice tastes a lot better than the vegetable juice. So I don't know 
Uh, we haven't dipped on too many <laughs> vegetable juices. Cucumber <laughs> juice is okay. That's okay. I've had that. Why are you looking at me? I had it once. Because there's three cucumbers rotting in the fridge. Oh, I my God. I had it once. I had it once. I was like, this is terrible. You can, you can sneak some vegetables into the fruit juices and kind of mask the taste of them. <laughs> you throw a little kale in there. Ugh. Well, spinach, spinach, didn't, spinach didn't exactly, it didn't get too much out of that. We bought a couple bags of spinach and tried uh, apple spinach and something else, and it didn't, it didn't do too well. No. Mm. Now, celery, celery juice isn't bad. That's not too No, bad. I kind of like celery juice. juice. Celery oh, apple is not good. <laughs> no, I, have, I like the apple part. I haven't tried the celery part it's yet. It's not too bad. You just taste the apple. Well, that's good. Yeah, so that's where we're at. Once again, you know, I said it, it feels like it should be the end of trying to figure it all out at almost 49 years old, but it's just really the beginning. It, it's really as a daily. If not, you know, you can do a yearly analysis and, and kind of look at where you're at and where you're going, but it's got to be more often as you get older because your, your body is literally actually changing every day, how you work out, how much sleep you got, how much stress you're under. And everybody I think is under stress in 2020. Oh, yeah. um, so all these things, but treat it, like I said earlier, treat it like your body and your fitness journey, nutritional journey is like a lab experiment. So you're studying yourself and you can take notes you take pictures, videos, do daily journals, try to figure out certain types of foods, things like that. It doesn't always have to, doesn't only, it shouldn't work out right away. Nothing is ever that easy, but, but embrace it. Embrace, embrace it, it and yeah. have fun with it. Yeah. I couldn't Nobody's agree more. Gonna, like I said earlier, if, if anybody's, even, if you are doing well, all people are going to do is troll you anyway on social media. So just ignore oh, yeah. all that and do your own thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a large part of why I, I got out of the, the fitness game and just focused on what I enjoy doing, which is sharing my, my creativity with everybody. Um, you know, to me, food is, is an expression of my creativity. So, you know, might as well make it enjoyable and share that with the world. And, and as I've said a few times already, it's a fantastic program. So tell everybody where they can find it. Shouldn't be too hard. But <laughs> oh, believe me, when, when, when Papadon and on my one podcast calls it SRF Fitness, people are looking for Stevie Richards Fitness Fitness. That, no, it's that, just Stevie Richards Fitness. Go there, stevierichardsfitness.com. 12 and 16 week resistance band training program. Also, uh, you can go to my YouTube channel, just search Stevie Richards. There's lots of information on home gyms, as well as things you can do with resistance bands, instructional videos. And then uh, there's a few episodes of my wife when I was doing a podcast uh, uh, called Stevie Rich's broadcast might bring that back, but I miss the that more important plug. <laughs> the more important promotion right now is her podcast, which I'll hand it off to her. No, this is you. Yes. I'm no, just no, no, here no, for, no. Because, no, come on, Christy. On recently on a reason on the most recent episode. And episode she had me on actually right, episode six. You have one person after that, but you had Lisa on there and it's, it's an excellent thing. And this was one of those things people can be inspired by too, because she was trying to figure out what to do next if this career she has now is for her. And everybody has those thoughts. What could I be doing if that's more fulfilling, that makes more of a difference in the world? And then we just said, why not make it in the content? And that's, that's when the Career Junkie podcast was created. Yep. Get away. Amen. <laughs> no, you did a good job. I want to promote your bad stuff, though. Yeah. Go back to well, that. Yeah. 
And we got to make under a certain amount so we don't report it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It too hard. Oh there you go. Gosh. You want to talk about honesty? Uh, <laughs> too funny. I reported it. I did. Reported, I reported it. everything. No. StevieRichardsFitness.com, 12 and 16-week resistance band training program, and the Career Junkie podcast. Go check them both out. They're phenomenal. And I want to thank you both for being on today. Um, thank this you. Is, this is fun. <laughs> appreciate it so much and i'm gonna let you get on with your day and i have to get to work so <laughs> thank you all right thank you thank you <laughs> have a great day <laughs> bye well that was our episode i hope you loved it if you did please like subscribe share leave some stars and we will catch you next time on the goofy blonde plant-based podcast thanks so much for listening <laughs>